0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. We've got Sarah and I today. I know, how good. And we're just trying to get comfortable because we're like, we do our best work when we're comfortable. I know we're sitting on the floor. I don't know if I'm comfortable. My hips are not made to sit like this anymore, but we are good to go. And it's a sunny day in Melbourne, which I'm stoked about. I cannot wait for this weekend. Get out, get some sunshine. I'm starting to lose my tan. No, I know it's really bad. I have thought shivers. I'm going to have to fake tan on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, not that we advocate tanning. You can you've I lost your fake tan? Yeah, yeah. That. But can I just straight off the bat say the love for Nana's episode oh, yeah. last week was just incredible, and I think the common theme was life's pretty simple. It is so simple. And do you know what the funny thing? It was such a great episode. I listened to it three times. Um, obviously, we listen to it when we find. Um, the snippets and then I listened to it when it came out and then I listened to it again when mm-hmm. I was just working. It's just one of those episodes just to have on in the background and you hear something different that you might not have heard the first two times. So if you've listened to it once, I highly recommend to go back and listen to it again. But it was so funny. I was listening to a Jay Shetty podcast this morning when I was going to the gym and this guy, I can't remember the guy's name, and he was like – he said that um, he, they interviewed – there's like this study they interviewed all these people who were either like sick or – quite old and like coming towards the end of their life and the number one regret everyone had do you know what it was mm, working too much no the number one regret and was people wish that they hadn't cared so much what other people thought of them wow and I was like and we talk about this a lot and I talk about it a lot on social media comparing is so bad mm. and I'm guilty of it you're guilty of it in so many a- aspects of my life I'm guilty of it and I try to pick myself up when I do it but that was their number one regret well from what I took of Nana's episode it's just in the end that all that matters is are your friends and your family Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. people you surround yourself by the the materialistic things come and go but the feelings and the memories you have with your loved ones yeah it's yeah unbelievable which kind of relates to you shouldn't care compare yourself or care about what other people think like why does everyone have to unless you really love the item but why do we all have to have materialistic things oh and Nana said that at one of the stages she was like oh when you're younger you want all those things and you get them and Mm. then you realize like you don't need them exactly so I think it was really interesting when I listened to that podcast this morning because I was like I thought of what Cheryl said and I'm like oh that kind of relates to what she was saying Mm. but I found that quite like I knew it would be up there high, but I thought it would have been like I worked too hard or something. And I was like, whoa, that is probably one of the number one, and I did a TikTok about this, I think comparing is a success blocker in so many aspects of your life. And I, I did a podcast, I mean, sorry, I did a TikTok about that the other day and it was so funny it came up again today. I'm going to ask about that in a second, but I just want to, probably why Tal and I got a little bit emotional about Nans because I'm going oh, yeah. Yeah, to share some really nice news so um, the end of last year, my nan was diagnosed like with a rare form of bladder cancer mm-hmm. that only 1% of people get and the outlook of that wasn't great. And so she's had two like operations in the last eight weeks mm-hmm. and just yesterday she got like the most amazing news that she's completely cancer free. Yeah, that is like Amazing, amazing, amazing news considering the doctors were saying it was like rare, like freaks you out. Rare and they they were like, if it's like outside of her bladder, we give her maximum of nine months. Oh, so scary. So hence why when Sarah put up that reel, I like got so emotional because I was like, I know why you're doing that. Not like one of the reasons you want to create more um, memories and yeah. stuff. That got me and then the podcast last week when she was talking got both of us. Well, that, that's the thing. Nana, in her head, I think she had her life ending prematurely and was like, I want to go I want to go home to Carlton. Yeah. And I think remember when you said she first got diagnosed, how much of a Debbie Downer she mm. was, like so negative and such a shithead space, um, more or less. And then now you're like, if such, it's so drastic how your life can change in like two months. Yeah, and when I phoned her yesterday, she she said that it feels like she's been born again. Oh, stop! I said, well, Nan, I said. You're pretty famous after the podcast now, Aww. so I said your career's just begin beginning at ninety five. Did they re-listen to it? They haven't listened to it yet. Aww. They haven't listened at all. Oh, but like family and friends that have listened. Have oh, con- you have to get them over and put it on. Yeah, like have a cup of tea and like listen to it. That's really cute. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a great episode. So I hope you guys listen if you didn't listen to it. It was the episode before this, um, with Nana Sherl, who is ninety five. Can I just loop back? Yes. Success blocker. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So for me, it's a success blocker because I did a TikTok about how my top 3 mistakes in business over my 10 and a half years and I think one of my mistakes is comparing my our brand sorry with other brands and I do that's why I always say stay in your own lane and I mm-hmm. believe that is a success blocker because if you're focusing too much on too much on other businesses and other brands of what they're doing, it gets in the way of you and your business and that's what I mean by a success blocker but you can talk about it in any element of your life could be um like your personal life in some way but that's why I was referring to that as a success a success blocker for business it's like the old saying where your energy goes it flows 100% and I do I do believe that that is one of my top three business uh business mistakes what are your other two my other two so the first one what was my first one Oh my God, I can't even remember. One is oh, one is not asking for help because mm-hmm. when I started Tally Lou back in the day, because I was doing all elements of the business, I thought if I asked for help, it meant I was failing and that people would be like, oh, she's failing, suck shit. More of a story in my head. But so I never used to ask for help. Um, I think... As I've evolved and you know the business has evolved, I definitely will ask for help now because I remember when I didn't ask for help, I'd be sitting there for hours and hours and hours just trying to figure – I'm not very good at numbers and I'm pretty sure I might be like a little bit dyslexic in some ways. And it used to get me so frustrated and then someone would show me and I'm like, oh my God, that's so easy. I was doing it completely like around the way. Um, so that was my number one. Number two was um, not uh, – as comparing myself and then number three is kind of relates to number one but number three I think my other mistake is not working enough on my strengths and focusing too much on my weaknesses Mm -hmm. Um, so they were my top three business mistakes in 10 and a half years Mm. Mm. yes so I did a TikTok about that I did a little get ready with me because and this is kind of going to the subject of our podcast today I um well one I'm trying to do a TikTok a day one or two TikToks a day just as a challenge for myself um, and also trying to build TikTok and literally sell my soul because we have four businesses, so I'm literally selling my soul. Um, And I – oh, yeah, so it goes to this episode. I'm trying to reintroduce myself in some quirky ways or some ways and I did a get ready with me and get to know me and top three mistakes or whatever I've made in business. So it goes to this episode. Sarah and I – Notice we have a lot of new followers and a lot of new listeners. So what are we doing today? Reintroducing ourselves. 100%. So back when we first started Curious Conversations, it's horrendous. Do not listen to it. <laughs> oh, do you know the <laughs> funny thing? I was actually at Mark and Ash's last night yeah. and Ash was like, oh, I was listening to um, Nan's episode. It was so great. She goes, then when it ended, it went back to your first episode with Rosa and she goes, oh my God, like how much you guys have grown in and your confidence oh wow yeah. I should probably l- re- listen to one but yeah wow um but the funny thing was um with Sarah and I interviewed each other as a practice run and we were like we won't put this up on um iTunes because it's just a practice so Sarah mm-hmm. interviewed me I interviewed Sarah so you guys could get to know and then we ended up making those episodes go live yeah so it's a bit embarrassing not embarrassing we definitely have grown but we haven't really reintroduced ourselves again since then. Mm. Like we always talk about stuff that we're doing but not little snippets that you might and some things Sarah might not know about me. I feel like she will though. <sighs> but we're doing it in different ways. Yeah, Not like it's a bit more fun, light, you know. Yeah. So how are we doing it? Um, just, well, I've written down a few things that people might know about me if they're new to you and I. Yeah. So I suggested to Sarah do 10 things that people might not know about us. Mm-hmm. So I think some of them you guys might know. I might have mentioned before. If you're a new follower, you definitely won't know. Um, and if you've listened to us well, you might learn some things about us. <laughs> can you? Are you going to kick off? Do you want me to kick off? Ah, uh, you can. Okay. Um, the my number one thing is that I have a big scar on the back of my right leg. You do. I have a skin graft, and I've got a donor site, and I've got what's some, a donor site? Where they took the skin from? Oh, okay. okay. And I've got a few, and that's on your quad. It's like on the side of my bum. Oh yeah, it is too. And then I've got a few little other burns on my leg because when I it was the summer of year nine, so I was fourteen, turning fifteen that year. I I had a serious motorbike accident mm-hmm. and ended up in hospital, skin grafts possibly losing my leg, my mum nursing me, not going to school for a very long time. And um, it was actually around the same time as the Bali bombing. So oh, shit. I got to know a few Bali bombing victims mm-hmm. quite well and one was um, Jason McCartney. Oh, wow. Who had the full thickness burns mm-hmm. all over his body and he was supposed to have a gala dinner um, at Crown and – the Royal Children's Hospital came to me and they said, "We want a, a like a kid to represent the burns ward here. Would you do it?" And I like it scared the absolute shit out of me. And I was like, I was like, I took it as an opportunity. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So uh, that didn't go ahead though. But yeah, I got to work with him quite closely, going to see some burn victims mm-hmm. and. Um, that's a little bit about me. I got quite emotional at his last ever game of football when he came oh, back wow. and played one game. Did he play one game? He played oh, one wow. game, and he kicked a goal. And I, like I, it was against St Kilda at Eddie Stadium. Pretty sure it was St Kilda. Kicked a goal. I was there with my brother Mark, my sister Claire, and yeah, I cried. Oh, stop. Yeah. Um. I have a question. Have you ever wanted to work with any burn victims since then? Now that you're a bit older, is that something? Um. Why? Well, to be honest, the opportunity hasn't really like come about. Would you like to? Well, yeah. I think it's a cool story. Sorry, it's not a cool well, story. Do you know what? Someone recently told me. Oh, Matthew Verrocki. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about the Royal Children's mm-hmm. Hospital, and we're about to do the walk for mm-hmm. the Royal Children's Hospital. Yeah. And he's like, I said, oh, I used to do quite a bit of volunteering there when I was a teenager post my burn and he said, you're not allowed to anymore oh, because wow. of COVID. Because I like, I would love yeah. to, but yeah, apparently you're not allowed to volunteer oh. there at the moment. Because what I mean, I didn't mean it's a cool story because it's not cool, it's mm. awful, but like it's cool to see how far you've come and that you're not, I don't think you are. Your burn and your leg isn't your story. Like mm. it is your story, but you know when you hear about some people – and they live their life through their story. Like mm. so I feel like it's kind of cool to see how far you've come. You should yeah. do something. Yeah, no. It like like I've said to you and many of like our close friends, it's the best worst thing that's ever happened to me. Of course. I I feel like I was on one path and it completely redirected mm. me. Of course. Like mm. having someone say that you might lose your leg. Mm. That's yeah, awful. And it's it God it was about 3 years i would say of going to the hospital firstly month uh, weekly and then the next year probably every second week because i had to wear a pressure bandage Ugh. for 3 years i would say to make sure my scar was flat Ugh. so i literally had to have a uh, something that went from my ankle wrapped around my yeah, waist I've seen those like bandage yeah. compression things yeah. oh wow and my one goal was and this is probably it's another fact that people don't know about me, but I'll talk about the fact that fact a bit more because I've got some of my mm. best friendships out of my life from it was I was quite a high up volleyballer mm. and so my goal was just to get back to that level. Mm. Fuck, do you know what's so weird? I just had this thought then. I've never actually thought it, but the fact that we work out Together, most days that you run on a treadmill, mm. and you got told you were going to lose leg. Mm. Have you ever thought of that? No, because I just thought of that. Then I'm like, that's actually pretty fucking yeah. wild. And the question I probably get asked most about my scar is one: What happened? I don't even notice it. Yeah, at, like he he did an amazing job, and then I mean you can see it, but I just like don't notice it. Oh, anymore. it's a part of me, like mm. absolutely. But the other thing is, um do I feel it? And no, I don't feel it because it the was nerves burnt? yeah I had a mm. full it was down to my muscle and that's why they're like you could lose your leg mm. because it was just muscle oh vomit I can't yeah wow so yeah I don't really have any I don't have feeling down there mm. huh mm. wow crazy um what's something people might know not no. know about you okay so one. I studied Bikram Yoga in 2011 and lived out of a hotel room for two months. Oh, I actually can't believe that because you're pretty precious. I'm very dramatic. So I lived out of a hotel room for two months. So when I lived out of a hotel room, we had to cook. We had to buy a little electric. So this was me and my friend Nancy. We had to buy a little electric. You um, put in the like an electric two burner thing. Like and, those gas things. Yes, on our floor in a hotel room, um, we had to have like made a little kitchenette. We had to cook from a saucepan in that, we had that and a rice cooker, I think. And then we'd had to clean our clothes, clean the dishes, everything in the bath or the sink. And I mind you, this hotel room, this hotel was right next to LAX. It was not five star and had to live out a hotel room for two months and do Bikram twice a day for like two hours each session. So like four hours a day. And I did that for no, and we only had Sundays off. And I did that for Nine weeks straight and in between you did, like, lectures and stuff. I still can't believe I lived out of a hotel room for two months. And, yeah. I don't, I don't think I could. It was – do you know what? I was in this, like, yoga bubble. Like, we were practicing yoga, studying yoga, um, doing – like, it was kind of like you were at school. Like, we had a timetable. Mm. So the only time you really had free to, like, do anything was lunch, lunch, dinner, And then you'd have a seminar after dinner as well. And then you'd go to sleep. So we weren't really in the hotel room, but it was pretty disgusting now. Think about it. I guess it's different because you had a purpose of being there. Yeah. And like it was probably like one of the best things I've ever done in my whole entire life. Like it made me so resilient and so strong. Like Mm. I never – sorry, I left the yoga room once. But just I can't even explain. It was mentally the hardest thing I've ever done. Or well, how good that you know you can get over things. Yeah. And you know what the funny thing was? I used, to, whenever I have like a challenging time in my life, I'm like, if I can get through nine weeks of Bikram yoga training, I can get through anything. Absolutely. I always think that. Um, so yeah, I lived in a hotel room for two months in LA. Right next to LAX. Not very glamorous, but wow. Great story though. Yeah. Great story. Uh, number two for me is I'm originally from Werribee. Yep. I My smiley my- sewerage girl. <laughs> That's all I think of Werribee is My God, that's all I used to get growing oh. up. Like when kid, kids growing up were like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I'm going to my dad's house. And they're like, where? And I'm like, Werribee, they're like, oh, poof, pooker, poof. Uh, yeah. It does smell bad. No, it doesn't. No, it does. But I think it's the um, animal farm. The. Safari. You know when you drive uh, past it? Oh, it No, it's actually the farm farms, the fertilizers. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was a sewage farm. So, yeah, my, my dad is from Werribee, like born and bred. And so I only moved out east when he and my mum divorced when I was three. And so then every second weekend I used to be down in Werribee. Fun. Yep. Fun. Number two for me, this is Bikram related as well. When I taught my first ever Bikram class, I fainted on the podium <laughs> and in the middle of the class. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Is this in San Francisco? <laughs> I can't okay I'll tell you the fact I've never fainted in Bikram in my life what's more embarrassing that or farting in class oh (laughs) farting definitely because that (laughs) happened in Melbourne no so I was so excited I finished my Bikram training and I to be fair I was one of the high students whatever like everyone was like you're gonna teach a really good Bikram class yeah please we've seen the Bikram documentary we know who got the oh no (laughs) I wasn't part of that Um, no, but I, so I had two classes lined up in San Francisco for my first classes and I was so nervous. And our friend, my friend Mika, who came to San Francisco with me, she was going to do the class. She was a teacher. Anyway, this studio, I was going to teach a double. It was like four and the six. I was so excited that I cannot tell you how hot this studio was. It was the hottest studio I've ever been to in my whole entire life. And... (laughs) The lady said, so when you leave Bikram training, they say to you, you have to stay on the podium. You cannot get off because you're more focused about the dialogue. So whatever you do, do not walk around the room. Don't like do anything. Just stay on top of the podium and just deliver the dialogue. Whatever, you have to do that for the first like three months. My God, in my head, sorry. Oh, I just had a flashback of you teaching and I can hear you doing your Bikram accent. Yeah, like it's like, it's hard to explain. It's just like this dialogue, and you get taught this dialogue by Americans and you just have to deliver it in a certain way kind of animated mm-hmm. like you have to change your tone of your voice because otherwise it's monotone and breathing. yeah it's monotone and it's boring yeah um anyway so this teach so you get taught do not leave the podium anyway so I went to this studio she the girl that owned it was quite like famous in the Bikram community and I was really nervous it's like a privilege to teach share whatever I go in, I was fine. Like the first like 10 minutes, I was like, gee, it's really hot in here. Like I was thinking how hot it was. And I was excited because I was on the podium at the top. I was – because I was up tall. I could feel the heat more. And I was like – anyway, and I was – Delivering the dialogue. One, I probably wasn't breathing because I was so nervous. And then I was just thinking, holy fuck, I'm so hot. Like, holy fuck, I'm so hot. And all I wanted to do was go open the window. But I was like, no, I can't leave the podium. I can't leave the podium. I got to a point where I was like, oh, my God, I have to go open the window. So I got off the podium. As soon as I stepped onto <laughs> the ground, everything started going dizzy. I don't know if you fainted before, but everything started going like, woohoo. woo-hoo. I did with my And heart. my ears were going funny. And I was like, shit. I think I'm going to faint. And then I just went, <laughs> hit the floor. I woke up and then there was like 20 people like around me trying to get me up and I was like so confused. I'm like, I don't know where I am. Anyway, and lucky Mika was in that class. She's like, quick, get up, like have some electrolytes, have some water, go out. And she taught the rest of my class while I sat out in the fucking waiting oh. room. Anyway, I didn't teach the class after that either because I Mika was like, don't worry about it. I'll teach both classes. Mm. So that was my first class. I fainted like within the first 20 minutes. It was so embarrassing. I never knew that. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. I knew it was in San Fran, but you obviously admitted that other bit out. Yeah, well, I've taught in San Fran. I taught heaps of classes after that, but my first ever class I fainted. Anyway, that was embarrassing. (laughs) Number three for me is I'm the youngest of four children. Yep. I have an eldest brother, Nick, who... How old is he? He'll be 43 this year. Mm -hmm. My sister, Claire, who just turned 40, and my brother, Mark, who is 36. Youngest of four. Yep, the baby. Love that. Uh, Number three for me is (laughs) if I eat an apple or honey, I may shit my (laughs) pants. (laughs) <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I'm fructose intolerant, guys. And for some reason, apples and honey for me are the worst part of the fructose world. Probably a mango too. Yep. Um. So don't feed me any apples or honey. And your morning coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, morning coffee. I'm getting better. <laughs> uh, four might surprise people, but it definitely doesn't surprise you. I am actually the worst with technology. Oh, my God, the worst the worst i i honestly have no idea so sarah is very like you're very switch on you're smart whatever but when it comes to technology no idea you are i have no idea yeah it's so frustrating but and i like i'm very handy but i don't know I, i i think maybe when i'm in a crisis I don't, like, that's so funny because one of my points is I am really good in a crisis. Yeah. But when it's something that I can't, yeah, it's I don't know, out not- of my control, I'm like, oh, can someone else do it for me? This is too hard for me. Yeah. Um, you are very not hands-on with the electronics. Nope. Um, Number four, I think we've spoken about this before, but I'm not sure and if you knew you won't know. Sarah and I were caught up in a terrorist attack in New York City Mm -hmm. and were locked in the bathroom for six to eight hours, had no idea what was going on. We weren't allowed to go out and we literally had to log on to Twitter to see what was happening and there was a bomb outside our hotel and we only know that because of Twitter. Hence why I'm good in a crisis. Hence why I'm not. That was the first time I discovered I'm not very good in a crisis. No. And also I have formed so much PTSD and anxiety from that and it's something I've tried to work through with um, these healers. I do too with loud noises, like if there's a bang or something. I'm like in crowds, anything or places that I can't. It happened to me at Bambi on New Year's Eve. I couldn't get out Mm. and I started panicking. And it's just not good for me. Um, and, yeah, we were second stuck. The thi- with, so do we get a quick debrief of that night? It happened. I think we spoke about it before. We can d- debrief again. We were doing a trade show. We moved from where we usually stay in Soho. Which is so nice, where we usually stay. <laughs> and then we stayed at fucking Chelsea. No, Chelsea's um, fine, sorry. Mid- Midtown. It was near Chelsea, It Midtown. was, near it was Ch- somewhere yeah. we've never really stayed before. And so Tal was exhausted, fell asleep. Um, I was watching some show and I heard um, a, bang. a bang. And it woke me up too. A little I bit. heard a bang and I was like, Tal, did you hear that? She's like, no. And I was like, oh, God, like, I don't know. It was so, in the distance though. Turns out that was the first bomb going yeah. off. So and that couple, would have been three blocks away? And a couple of people got injured in yeah. that. And then I'd say three hours later we woke up to – the um NYPD over the loudspeaker in our room being like, if you're on the um window side of you know, They were like, stay away from the windows. Yeah. This is not a drill. Mm. Everybody, stay away from the windows. This is not a drill. And all you could see were the red and blue flashing lights. police lights. And then this speaker, it was like, This is the NYPD. Stay away from the windows. This is not a drill. And Sarah and i were like, <gasps> and you know, when you like we woke up to t- like text, text messages, messages, like hundreds, like I've never seen this many text messages. It was yeah. like, Text messages, WhatsApp, Facebook, everything. People already knew that the first bomb had gone off. The first bomb and people were injured in New York. They just found out that there was a second bomb, and um, they're trying to
1: disarm it or disarm it. Yeah,
0: and so we got all these messages. But we still didn't know what was going on. No, we were taking shelter in the bathroom. Tully, I'm panicking. How would what? you? What? I didn't know what was happening. I was like, I knew that I briefly had seen on my screen the word bomb, and that's all I could see on my phone. Mm. Like everything, everything happened so quickly. Sarah was like, "Get away from the windows!" Like I'm like panicking, grab my phone, trying to get away from the windows, and all I could see on my phone was bomb, bomb. Um, you can imagine why I was fucking panicking. And then we had journalists from Australia trying to contact us. We, well, I know I personally wrote a group text message to my family saying, "Like I we love- called." No, I I'd, called. I called. Well, I was trying to calm you down. Yeah, I was like panicking. So there's been two instances in our lives in America where well, I've had to look after you. <laughs> oh, I just like… No, but like you, if having said… If someone's listening, if you're looking at your phone and the word bomb, 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 I didn't know if the person was in our fucking hotel. I didn't know… Like at this point, we didn't know that the bomb was in a suitcase out the front of our hotel. Initially like, I thought we had an active shooter in our hotel. Exactly. There was all these thoughts you were having, and I'm like panicking because I'm we're literally locked ourselves in the bathroom and we had to get up against the wall. All I was thinking about is this bomb's gonna go off and off and this hotel's gonna explode and we're dead. Mm. That's why I was panicking. And then um yeah, like all – and then we're like, how are we going to find out? So we had to log on to Twitter and then we were like, no, I remember what happened now. And I logged onto Twitter and there was – you know, on Twitter sometimes they have the live camera views. Yeah. And they were going over this robot, which was the robot that was trying to get the bomb to deactivate. And then there was this suitcase next to it. It's going over, over. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, fuck, Sarah, there's a bomb in a suitcase. Like, that's fucking wild. And then I saw it said 27th Street, um, Chelsea or wherever we were. And then I'm like – Sarah, like my heart sunk. I'm like, Sarah, what street are we in? And Sarah's like, 27. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, I think the bomb's like right out the front of our fucking hotel. And it was. And it was. Mm. And so all these things were happening and unraveling that it just like panicked even worse. Anyway, we were literally locked in there until like 8am or something. And it was a really weird feeling because obviously the next day our whole streets um, shut down. And we had a trade show to go to. Yeah, but the the terrorists were still on the run. So we kept having all these alerts oh, yeah. going off that
1: Look trying to… for this person. Yeah.
0: And then so no, you didn't know how many bombs they'd planted around the city. And then having… Yeah, that's actually true. And then having to like… We had to leave the hotel yeah. like to go to this trade show. So like leave and it was… There was news reporters everywhere Um, Police tape, like we had to ask permission to leave. Mm. But I've never, one, I've never been so terrified in my life. I can't even explain to you the feeling of not knowing if you're going to sub. I don't know. It's just really hard to even explain. I've just never felt that. And that's the feeling I had. And then another feeling was when we left, that I've never been more on edge. Every single person that walked past, I was judging and thinking that they were going to kill me. It's so weird. But having that frightening feeling just walking down the street, I've never mm, had that. Mm. Um, and Sarah and I were on edge for days after that. And as Sarah said, still do got get on edge. I don't like crowded spaces. No, nah, crowded spaces, loud noises. But the, and the funny thing is my head always goes to, mm. okay, that. Well, that's why the other day at Bambi, I yeah. was like looking at this poor guy on this table and I'm like, oh, my God. He like yeah. I was making up all these stories in my head. Anyway, that was number four. Um, what is the next one for me? It's I used to work at an AFL club. Oh yeah, you did too. Yep. Yep. I and that was my dream job. And I got there, I did it. It turned out it wasn't my dream job, but it was a really interesting I don't know. I think if I had never worked at an AFL club and I got to the end of my life, I would have been like, oh, God, I, I wish, wish I, I wish. And so it's kind of like, yep, yeah, that's one thing that's I ticked fair. off. Yeah. Um, number five, uh, Sarah definitely knows this, I hate sitting on the aisle seat of <laughs> the aeroplane. Again, it gives me anxiety. I like to know that I can get up and get out. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Next one, I studied exercise science and majored in nutrition. You did, and that's why you worked at AFL. Uh, Absolutely. absolutely. sorry, North Melbourne. Yep. Sorry. Um, Number six, this will be a funny one. Um, I used to teach Harry Styles yoga when he was in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Yep. At South Melbourne when he had a crook back when he was touring in maybe like 2000 and something. I don't know what year it was, maybe 15, 16? Good old Hazza. Yeah, good old Harry Styles. So, yeah, we used to teach him yoga. I am a certified integrative nutritionist. Oh, you yeah, are too. And it's the same course that Miranda Kerr did. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, Number seven, I've never been ice skating in my life. Really? I've been once, but my mum told me a story, and I think it's looking back now, it's just to traumatise me and not. Want to go ice skating. About the fingers? Yes. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. I just, I never had the opportunity to go ice skating. I never did. New York one day you'll do it. Oh, that'd be awful. I don't even know if you know this about me. Mm. I'm anti-dextrous. A what? (laughs) You don't even know what the word means. What is that? I can do things on both sides of my body. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I didn't know that that was called that. Like you can kick with your left foot. I kick with both feet. I. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Like I... I can throw both hands. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was what it was called. Um, I used to live in Bali. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mentioned before I played volleyball and that's actually how I know Brookie, one of my Mm -hmm. best friends. It's how I knew Daisy. And Daisy and I used to kick the volleyball, like Daisy Pierce, one of the most famous WAFL football Mm -hmm. players. We used to kick the volleyball around like it was a football and Ryan John, who's the podcaster who has oh, the so show he was volleyballer. Yeah, we oh. were all volleyball kids. I didn't know he was a volleyballer. Yep. Um, Sarah and I were born a day apart in the same hospital, same year, and everything. Mm-hmm. You might not know that, but that is the facts. Do you people think that's really odd? It is odd. Like when you think about it, like so. Obviously, my parents were from Werribee. You were Kyneton. Kyneton. It's weird weird it is do you know how people are like oh no at that point we were from south melbourne sorry there's people that you are meant to yeah. just come into your life so weird uh Tully and i actually met at yoga mm-hmm. because people keep asking us how do we know each other yeah we met at fitzroy bikram yoga yep you yep. came my side of town and yeah to the studio i did um i was yeah south melbourne to be fair i my first studio was fitzroy when i used to work at Voyager. But then I quit Voyager, obviously, and then I'd go to South Melbourne and I'd go to Fitzroy like on a Sunday. And how did we actually become friends? Because <laughs> I think I knew Alice. Okay. Because I taught Alice. Yep. I think In like- South Melbourne. Yeah, because you were always in the class. Yeah, I think I knew Alice first. Okay. Because um, you were quite um, – do you know how people say that you've got resting bitch faces and you're not very approachable? Yeah, I probably… <laughs> but that's because when I go to yoga, I don't want you to just, talk to anyone. Yeah, that's fair. And because that's why I used to go to Fitzroy because I used to teach at South Melbourne. You didn't want to, I yeah. didn't want to be around the students that I taught. So I used to go to Fitzroy. Um, number 10, before I started Tullyloo, I worked in… Um, obviously, I've worked in the rag Trade since I was 17. But I did clothing production for Peter Alexander, Seed. And I did a little bit of shipping and stuff for Thurley. Yep, that is very so, – is Thurley still around? Um, I think it's – I think Helen O'Connor called it – calls it Helen O'Connor now. Thurley's not. Okay. Same designer, obviously. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, so I've been in the rag trade since I was 17. Long time. That was number 10 for me. Is this number 10 for me or one, have I, two, I done 10? 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, it was 10. Well, I had one. I've never caught a fish in my life. Oh, really? Never. I have, but I caught it once in Fiji when I was on a boat. And at a freaking trout farm, which doesn't (laughs) doesn't count count. (laughs) No, I caught one in Fiji once. It was a big one. I've caught an eel. That's a fish, isn't it? Technicality. Anyway, that was 10 things about Sarah and I that you might not have known about. Mm. Um, I hope you learned something about us. I want to talk about something too while we're on the topic of. Kind of well, not not the same topic, but anyway, have you seen the trend on TikTok at the moment about de-influencing? No. Okay, so de-influencing is the point behind it is, and I'm gonna. I've got two questions for you. So obviously, influencing is influencing someone to buy a product, right? Yep. So de-influencing is people on TikTok talking about things that they were influenced on buying, but things that they don't think are worth the money. Okay. So, for example, the number one product on TikTok at the moment that's getting de-influenced is Charlotte Tilbury because it's oh. influenced a lot but a lot of people buy it and they don't think it's worth the It's hype. overrated. Yes. So de-influencing is it's overrated. So my question to you is have you been influenced, have you been de-influenced for, of something um, in the last like few years? De-influenced. Is there anything that's overrated for me? That you bought because you saw someone on inf- Instagram yep. or TikTok? Okay, yep. well, um, Bioceuticals, vitamin C serum. Really, mm. don't like biostyrical. Well, oh, bioceuticals. not bioceuticals. Skin, oh, skin scooters. I was like, suck, because that gets Skin's influenced a lot. Good. Well, it's expensive too. It's super expensive, and I've still got bloody nearly half a jar there. Oh wow! Because did you break out? Because vitamin C yes. makes me break out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, speaking to our friend who is in skin skincare, she said to me. Um, you can't use it a lot because it does make you break yeah, right. out. Yeah, So maybe is this, not- Alex Park told you this, yeah. she told me that too. Um, it, I don't know what is in it, but I've never used that. I haven't been influenced yet to okay. buy that. I bought that. Um, I've bought a couple of things in the last month that I've been influenced by, and I can what come is back that? to you. I bought the French pharmacy uh, retinol cream. Yeah, I've been using that. Haven't used it yet. Oh, I've used it twice, yes. and I think I like it. Okay. I'll give you another review in like two weeks. But I think I like it because every time I, I use it every second day because I don't think you're supposed to use it every night. But every time I wake up, my skin looks plump. Mm. And I like that because it doesn't look dehydrated. It looks plump. It looks fresh. That's what I found so far. Has it made you flaky? No, I don't use that much. Okay. I haven't flaked yet. And like I said, I only use it. And Rosa said it can make you itchy. It hasn't made me itchy. All right. So I bought that French Pharmacy vitamin A cream. I bought so. Since COVID, my hair started to fall mm. out and I went and got a trim yesterday and my hairdresser was like, oh, that's so funny. I've had a fair few girls come in and no. say that, yeah, say the same thing. Oh, my God, remember I saw that bald spot on my head the <laughs> other day. <laughs> yeah. oh! So while Tal and I were away over summer, it was on TikTok Every day. Tell tell you are the TikTok queen. Yeah, I literally kept saying it. Yeah. I don't know if you spend too much time on it or like well, I have to for work. That's I'm like it. always on it. So Tell's like, nah, you have to try this rosemary oil stuff for hair it's growth. On everyone's TikTok. And so Tully kept sending me these TikToks and I have got a rosemary bush at home. And it's like, oh, you seep it in water, oil then you it, do. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's too like much. too much. So Tal's like, Buy this product. And so I bought it when we were away. So it started January, I bought it. And then it only arrived yesterday and I used it yesterday and I actually really like that. And I've started using castor oil yeah. in my hair. I've started using castor oil too, but I need to go get – I've got the Jamaican black seed castor oil or mm-hmm. something. It smells weird and it makes me feel sick. Interesting. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's a trend at the moment, de-influencing. Yeah, right. Mm. What's something you've been – being influenced? Do you think the role of influencers is really – because, like, let's take a step back. This is where my curious brain goes. Even before social media, mm-hmm. people were influenced. Mm-hmm. But to influence someone isn't necessarily always about consuming a product or buying a product. I could influence you. Like, do you know what? Us talking to our friends about yeah. – I've said this to you before. Yeah. I think everyone's an influencer in 100%. some way. You might not get paid for it, but everyone influences someone. Do you know what I think is if you radiate some kind of stability, confidence, or something that somebody wants, mm-hmm. that's what, what they're influenced by. So yeah. I this morning we got a Group text message from one of our friends saying, I'm finding my therapist today. We're catching up to you. And I was like, maybe she's been influenced by me because of maybe she's seen how much I've grown. Conversation she's had with you. Exactly. 100%. So, one thing I've been de influenced on was the Fenty Contour Sticks. I think they're overrated. They're really cakey and they don't rub in properly. I think the Mecca Maxima ones are so much better. I think they're shit. I don't like the blush one of Fenty. Yeah, I just don't like the contour sticks. I think they're awful. I have a question because I'm kind of on the fence of being influenced. Yeah. Rare Beauty, the blush. Amazing. Is it? A- but you have to get the right shade. So there's a couple of shades. It's amazing. And the product lasts so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm 100% a fan. Okay. Yeah. I also think the Mecca Maxima contour sticks are great too. Great. I have one of them, yep. Yeah, they're really good. I can't find. But that was something that I got influenced and I was like, oh, I'm not a fan. Mm. Not a fan at all. Anyway, that was just something I've seen on TikTok that's um, trending and I was like, it's a good question. I'm going to ask if Sarah was de-influenced by something. Do you, like, kind of feel for Charlotte Tilbury? Do you know what? To be fair, I think probably a lot of people are complaining because it's not cheap. To be fair, there are some amazing products from Charlotte Tilbury, I think, um… I think the flawless filter is amazing. I don't think there's those contour contour uh, brown bronzing tube sticks that they're always sold out. And I've been looking for one. Everyone, I finally bought it. Don't write it. So there's some things that I think are amazing. I think Pillow Talk's amazing, but I also think you can go to Chemist Warehouse and buy a L'Oreal shade, whatever, and it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to spend... $70 on a lipstick I think that's ridiculous or a lip liner Mm. when you can find L'Oreal Rimmel all these brands that are all stocked at Kemmer's Warehouse all discounted all the time and get five of them for the price of what you can get I just think it's so that's overrated okay um but yeah it was interesting they were saying that Charlotte Tilbury is the number one de-influenced I'm gonna type in de-influence yeah have a look on TikTok it's interesting um but I'll tell you one thing that I think I influenced you on buying. And I want to know, because I did TikTok about it yesterday, K18. I think that is the mm. probably one of the best products I've been. And do you know, I was influenced from a hairdresser. I think that product is definitely worth the $90. Well, I don't exactly know. I oh, really adjust my hair. I use it. You no, know, it strengthens it. Okay, great. Yeah. Because I do put it in like I wash my hair probably once, max twice a week. Yeah, um, I use it once a week, and my hair is definitely soft and strong guy. Okay, and great, shinier. I reckon your hair is definitely shinier. That could be the rosemary oil. But you just got it the- yesterday. <laughs> no, honestly, if you're looking, if your hair, if you're having a hair journey, because I was having, I've been having a hair journey for the last year. It's finally like fine. But it fixed my hair so much. Mm. That and Olaplex number three I used to put in as like a slick bun and I think that as well. But I think k 18s definitely changed my life. Well, the thing going – so you obviously use Olaplex as a hair mask, right? Yeah. Okay. I use the castor oil and have been using that for like maybe – I put it in three hours before I'm going to wash my mm-hmm. hair. So – I sleep in it. It's completely – yeah, but I watched a TikTok that it said can make your scalp like the pH of your scalp. So I'm just like – Oh, so I only – but with the castor oil, I only put it around like the front of my hair where your hair thin. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. a lot i don't put it all through the ends or anything because it's supposed to um help with hair growth from the follicles yeah that's why i put it everywhere i'm like grow grow i don't need it i don't need it everywhere i only need it around my face because i I find that's where you start balding
1: hence your bald patch
0: i don't know if it was bald or i was like saying something (laughs) but holy shit i saw something last week and that scared the shit out of me anyway um that's that but yeah well, I really enjoyed reintroducing ourselves. I hope people have learnt something about us. Yes, I hope you have too. I learned something about you. That I fainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lol. Uh, I'm looking forward to We've got a pretty decent guest lineup coming up, yeah, to be so honest. Yeah, for the next uh, two months. Yeah. We've got a very good lineup. I think you guys will enjoy. Everyone's very different and insightful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with guys, hope you have a great week and we'll chat with you guys next Wednesday. Ciao. Ciao.